Welcome back to the latest episode of the CJ Tour Podcast. As always here, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by the roommate himself, but also NFL fan, Patrick Dermott, recurring guest here on the podcast. Patrick, how's it going? Going great, going great. We are, uh, we're doing late predictions. We're doing predictions after week one. So we're kind of cheating a little bit, but I'm excited to talk through it. Um, Tons of games to talk about in week one. Um, I'm sure we'll get to a lot of them, you know, not a formal recap, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome week one, like tons of big games, tons of big, you know, there were some upsets. We had a tie, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just a lot to get to and a lot of Almost had two ties even too. Yeah. What, wait, which was the other one? Pittsburgh. Yeah. We had two games go to overtime at least. I didn't see a lot of that game live. So that was, yeah, yeah, that, 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 I lost track of that one as an almost tie, but yeah. Talk about chaos. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about basically uh, NFL teams, who we think is going to be great this season, who we think is not going to be great this season, rookie of the year, and an MVP guess as well. So we, we wanted to give week one a little time to marinate because you really can't take too much week away from week one anyways. It's such a weird sample size, but it doesn't hurt to give us a little bit of a break there as well too to see just how bad the Packers may be. But with that being said, who's uh, well, let's start off with the good here, right? What what are what's a couple teams that surprise you? You know, you think that will surprise everyone coming this rest of the year? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk first about a team that they didn't look great in Week One, but they looked pretty good. There was a lot of good things to build on. Um, so I w- I want to talk about and highlight first the football team, formerly known as the football team, <laughs> uh, aka the Washington Commanders. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs, and some of this doesn't have to do with them. It has to do with the rest of the NFL in the context of their division, which we'll get to. But first of all, Jahan Dotson looks like a giant pickup for them. He was a, he was their first round pick uh, and had a couple of spectacular catches. If you haven't seen the one in the end zone, the touchdown catch, I think it was the second touchdown from Carson Wentz, but it's on the left side of the end zone. Just crazy, basically ducking underneath the defender. Just crazy highlight reel catch. Lots of reasons to be excited about him. And we knew coming into the season their front seven on defense was going to be really good. Um, Jaguars, they went down the field a couple of times. But, again, hard to know exactly how good some of these teams are. Um, But I like Washington. I like the commanders. I think their biggest question mark is going to be the quarterback. It's going to be Carson Wentz. There was a there was a, a little bit of a roller coaster on Sunday as far as whether he was going to win them that game or lose it for them. Um, but I think especially now, and we'll get into the Cowboys here. I think you know Dak going down, him out for him missing some time. I think the door is open for them um, for for Washington to maybe make some noise and at least I think finish above five hundred. Let's say I I agree with Washington, especially with Dak going down in Dallas. Mine is actually, for a surprising team, is not, not I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think they're going to be surprising because I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NFL or one of the top three worst teams. And that is a fellow NFC East team, the New York Football Giants. Mm. One, we did do this podcast after week one, so we get to see what happened in week one, which is Dak Prescott going down. I think now, instead of the Giants losing both of those games against the Cowboys, they could win one. 
especially before Dak comes back, depending on how that all goes. But two here, the Giants beat the Titans. Like, I didn't see the Giants at all being playing this close. There's a lot of different NFL, like, survivor pools that I know people are in that had uh, had the Titans winning that one. That was not my, yes, Not, not that naming was you, actually, specifically, but naming, I think my dad picked the Titans. But if not, there were, like, half the teams in the league that I'm in either picked Ravens to beat the Jets, which, um, that was me, or picked the Titans to beat the Giants, which was like half the half the league had to buy back in. I mean, there were like 20 people buying back in after that game. Somebody also picked the Raiders, so shout out to the Chargers for, uh, you know, wow, yeah, pulling that, it in that for that was, one. That was, that was, bold. That's, that's a bold, that was bold, bold choice sure. there. There were a couple people who picked the Colts beating the Texans, which brings me into, uh, to my next surprising team here. I think the Colts will be surprisingly good. A lot of people have also said the Colts will be good. I think the Colts could actually put it all together and be extremely good. Even after this week one, I'm going to say blip uh, against the Texans. Like tying against Felt the Texans, like a, loss a little bit. It, yep. it, it it's not what you want to do. You don't want to tie against a team that a lot of a lot of other NFL pundits are saying could be the worst team in the NFL. You don't want to tie against them week one. But you know what, Matt Ryan and the Colts offense they play. They had 80 plays from scrimmage. Matt Ryan threw the ball 50 times. Now, granted, 32 completions. But to me, that means that this team is really putting a lot into their offense and just didn't have a lot of success week one. They put up a ton of stats, 300-plus yards passing. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor going off on the ground as well. Michael Pittman going off as far as receivers. So it's not that the Colts didn't excel at what they are trying to do. It's that Matt Ryan lost a fumble and threw an interception, and they only scored 20 points. That's where it's a little, all right, eh. Not loving that, but week one sample size here, I'm throwing all of the water out of the bucket as far as this game goes on how much I think this actually matters, right? Like, not putting any of this week one into the Colts here going forward, whereas I understand with the Giants, I did the exact opposite, and I put a lot of water in that bucket <laughs> as far as how much I think is going to matter. So, what about what, you? What do you think is the, the next game or so? Um, so, next team. so, it's a good thing we're doing this before week two, because if you'd asked me a week ago, I probably would have said the Patriots. Uh-huh. And they saved me from from making a fool of myself uh, and making an embarrassing pick. Because um, I thought the Patriots were going to be pretty okay. I was I was pretty bought in on Mac Jones again, super early. Don't want to over you know overreact in either direction. Um, but I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I think the Saints are going to be pretty darn good. Obviously, they had a good comeback over. A, a mediocre opponent at best in the Falcons. Um, but, they, you know, they looked good, especially in that fourth quarter. Jameis has improved a lot, it looks like, and is healthy. Thomas is back and healthy. Um, Chris Olave, rookie wide receiver. Jameis has some weapons, and I they, they're going to be really good on that defensive front again. Um, their whole defense, in fact, is, is basically still back and still as good as ever. So, um, the Saints kind of they, they didn't get a lot of love this offseason, but I think they could legitimately win that division over the Bucks. I think it'll be a race between them. Um, and they do tend to have the Bucks number. So we'll see if that holds true. Yeah, Tom Brady, 0 4 against against the Saints since joining Shocking. the Bucks. Shocking, yeah. shockingly 0 4 when I mean they've had Drew Brees and last year they didn't, and last year they didn't even have a starting quarterback who had previously played a lot of games. So also, Taysom little, Hill with a so touchdown little, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little, little tight end action. If you haven't picked Taysom Hill in fantasy, maybe worthwhile. 
My other team here that I'm picking is the Steelers. I the Steelers, no one's picking them to win that division. I'm not necessarily picking them to win the division. The division's super, super tough. You've got Bengals, I mean, three points away from winning the NFL Super Bowl last year, um, or four points, I guess, because they lost by three. But you've also got the Ravens, who are incredibly good as well, too. I just think the Steelers are not going to be horrible. And I've seen a lot of, okay, well, you know what? Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season with the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky, how good can he be? He wasn't really wanted. He was a backup last year, etc. That Steelers defense, granted, TJ Watts out with the pectoral injury, you know, yes. for, for a little bit now. But that Steelers defense is really, really good. And the Steelers offense, they've got a former Oklahoma State guy running back number two there, Jalen Warren, of course. Gotta throw him in here as you know, as one of the guys that I look out for. But the Steelers have a couple of tough games. I mean, they still play they play the Bills, they play the Dolphins. They also play the Saints you just mentioned here and the Colts, and they have their own division to worry about too. But they also get the benefit of playing that AFC South with the Falcons, who I'm not high on at all. They play the Jets in the AFC East too, which has got to be a little bit nice for them to play as well. And the schedule kind of shape ups, granted, not the best. They do play the Patriots this weekend, which that'll be a fun game to watch because I don't, I have no idea how that's going to go. But the Browns. They've got a good defense, but they couldn't really score a bunch on the Panthers, which I don't think the Panthers' defense is good. And so there's there's a lot of opportunity here. And then, oh, okay, yeah, the Steelers also get to play the Panthers. So I, I think this is one where the Steelers could could get to 10 wins. It, it's it's a tough, tough road because of their own division and because they're outside of their own division. They do play the Saints. They do play, you know, the Colts. But then again, by playing that AFC South, like – they they get they get the ch- chance to match up against what uh you know a couple of AFC South teams but mainly here you know they they get they get a good shot they get a good shot here to make a name for themselves in that um that Panthers game that, that's what I'm circling is like all right let's let's see here the Steelers if they don't win the Panthers won the Grants all the way in December but still that'll really either put the uh, the knife through my heart as far as making this prediction or not so interested to see. Yeah, I, 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 that, that was about it for me as far as like teams I think will overperform. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I like the Bills just like everybody else. I mean, yeah. the Bills looked great. They're going to continue to look great. Um, so, and they, you know, the only knock on the Bills maybe is the depth. You know, you basically, the Bills might rely on staying healthy a little bit more than, than maybe some other contenders. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of the AFC, like, we'll see. You know, those were those were some teams that really jumped out to me, though, uh, in the in the NFC West or the NFC East with Washington, and then uh, NFC South with New Orleans. Yeah, well, let's move on a little bit to the other side of it here. Uh, with what teams do you think will not do the greatest this year that people are thinking might be okay at least? Yeah, I mean, this was this was my big one coming into the year, and uh, you can back me up on that. You know, this isn't a this yeah. isn't a uh, it's not a new take. Yeah, this is not a new take. Um, now, that being said, it probably means I, I shouldn't have taken them in my survivor pool, but I kind of thought the Titans were going to have a down year going into this year. I did not expect them to lose to the Giants. I, unlike you, I, I think the Giants stink. I think that I don't think the Giants are going to end up being a very good team despite this week one win. Um, 
But the Titans, that game was awful. I mean, and they they have good players, you know, at, at some positions. Derrick Henry's a beast, you know. I like their coach, Vrabel. Um, but you absolutely cannot lose to the Giants, especially at home. And I, I just, I, I didn't like what I saw from them. Like, Tannehill actually looked great in the fourth quarter at times. Like, he him, him taking them all the way down the field in the final minute to set up for that field goal try made some clutch throws and then Randy Bullock missed the missed the, the game winner. So that's a tough one. I mean, you know, they could have won that game obviously and and the Giants played them even basically. Um but I think that's a very bad sign. Bad sign for the Titans. I, I agree because the Giants basically just ran the football all over them. They didn't do too much else. And when you're not able to stop the run, that leaves a lot of windows open uh, for the opposing teams. Mine is the Jaguars. The Jaguars are not good last year. They're like over under, depending on the way you look at it, is they're going to more than double their win total this year, which I understand. You've got, you know, I mean, you you know that I've been saying this before too. Doubling your win total is in, is an insane is an insane thing to do with a second year quarterback, in my opinion. Right, like this isn't a team that like the Ravens last year that had a ton of injuries, and that's a reason. they Granted, they did put in a lot of offseason improvements here with wide receiver. They got Christian Kirk, but they overpaid everyone. And then they got Doug Peterson, who is a good, good NFL I head like coach. Him. Yeah. Like him a lot. But as far as them being a team that, oh, okay, they're going to be that, they're going to be good or halfway decent or whatever, I didn't see something out of Trevor Lawrence last year, which was like, oh, you know what? Like, they, they could be all right. And – Losing to Washington when Washington just, I mean, did not have a did not have a great game. Went mm-hmm. through two picks and they Jacksonville just didn't win the game. Lawrence also their interception, but he had one touchdown in that game. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like stat looking here to see to to kind of help prove my point. But the Jaguars just have a really tough schedule this year too. Like more of the schedule deal. Granted, they do get to play the Giants, but I think the Giants will have a good chance to beat them. Um, they do play in the AFC South that I don't think is the greatest division ever, but I think the Colts will be good, as I said before, too. Jaguars here play in L.A. against the Chargers. They play the Eagles. They play the Chiefs. They also play a couple teams that I just think will be a little bit better than them. And, like, the Lions, they have got to go to Detroit. And then they got to play the Raiders. They got they have to play the whole AFC West, right? So, which I could see them losing every game. I don't think that the Broncos are world beaters but i mean jaguars cowboys in december 18th figured dax back by then right jaguars jets i don't know maybe it's a toss-up maybe it's not but i think i think that last stretch of three games jets texans titans Mm -hmm. i think uh, like if the jaguars get something like that's going to be their chance to have some momentum going into next year yeah i agree with you i don't think they're going to make any noise this year um even in that division, which I think is weak. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think, I mean, probably the Texans or the Jaguars, one of the two will probably overperform, you know, and win like six, seven games or something. Um, but I agree. I don't, I don't think it's going to be the Jaguars. I think, yeah, they, they have a tough road early, especially. They, they, have, a, they yeah. have a tough road. Um, espe- yeah, like you said, the AFC West, Chargers are on the road. They also play the Ravens in there. Like that's a that's an unusual game. Like they just happen to happen to get them from the north. So, um, I, I yeah, I, I think that pick is is good. I I also I would throw the Dolphins out there. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins won 
on on Sunday. They beat, but they beat that Patriots team. They beat you that almost Patriots picked. team that I used to like and now think is terrible. Um, I went back and watched quite a bit of that that Dolphins Patriots game, and the Patriots look bad. Like they looked bad. They could do nothing. Um, now. That being said, <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that means the Dolphins are bad. I'm saying people should not look at the good things about this game and put much store in them. I'm not convinced the Dolphins are going to be any good. I think Tua is probably the biggest question mark at quarterback on a like potentially playoff contending team. Mm. I mean, I, I just I don't see it with Tua. I'm I'm definitely hesitant to to say they'll win more than you know, eight, nine games. Yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, my team is also has a really questionable quarterback. And in fact, his backup still is on the team because they couldn't find a trade partner for him. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. That week one game against the bears. Granted, it's a super weird game. It, the field is like wet. They're squeegeeing it off yeah. before the game. It was so, a lake so should I put like a lot of stock into it? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But like, Justin Fields had three completions in that game. I'm pretty sure, and the Bears scored 19 points. When 19 unanswered, ni- 19 unanswered, and also Trey Lance had yeah he had 13 completions, one interception, 164 yards passing. So is he just literally just ducking it off to a couple guys? And Fields, to be serious, had eight completions here, not to use too much hyperboles. But the Bears, I thought going in this game, would lose by 80. And if people in the survivor pool were picking a game, I was thinking, all right, you know what? Maybe I'll pick the Niners here. Like, this should be an easy one. How many other times am I going to pick the Niners? Because they also have to play the AFC West. So the AFC West is a gauntlet for teams. And when you're looking at the schedule-wise, did Trey Lance give me a lot of hope after week one? No. But has he given me a lot of hope, period? Not really. I'm curious to see how they do against Seattle. It's a home game for them this weekend. That'll be a lot, like a like a lot of energy that I'm having here against the Niners doing bad will be put into, okay, well, how do they do against the Seahawks? Because this trade that Kyle Shanahan did for Trey Lance could go down as one of the weirdest deals ever if Trey Lance is not proven to be a, a dude, period. Plus, I think that trade... Uh, didn't that that was a three-team trade, wasn't it, with the Eagles and the Dolphins? Isn't that how they moved up to that slot? I think so. They gave up like three first-round picks to get one the first-round pick, right? Yeah, to like move in that slot. Up, they moved up with, uh, or the the Dolphins traded. Uh, I'm going to get it wrong. I'll have to look it up. But I know the the Dolphins traded their pick, and then traded the pick that they traded for to accumulate more additional picks. It was just. It was there was a lot of moves going on. I'll, I'll find the uh, the exact the you know the the sequence of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I'm with you. I I think the 49ers are majorly suspect. I I'm not all the way out on Trey Lance, but I am mostly out on Trey Lance. I think I, I just I, I don't necessarily see it. Like I think the the fact that he played in one college football game in like the 18 months before he was drafted is a big deal. Like. I don't know. I think I think there's no su- there there's no substitute for game experience, um, and I I don't know. I I think maybe he'll be good someday, you know. But I just I don't necessarily see it. But I do think Shanahan's a good coach and they have a good defense. Um, so you know I, I I trust him quite a bit to like scheme their players and maximize them and and probably be better than their than their roster should be. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I don't I don't really see them making the playoffs either. I I just their own their own division isn't isn't as easy as I thought it was after week one, right? Uh, Seahawks being Cardinals, the Broncos. I don't know. Cardinals Seahawks being the Broncos bad. was was very surprising to me. The the Cardinals looked horrible against the Chiefs, but also the Chiefs could look maybe just the historically Chiefs, good yeah. against everyone, and Mahomes could just t- show up everyone this offseason. You know, just hear all the offseason talk about Herbert possibly winning MVP, and Mahomes going, I've got an offensive line now. Watch out. Right, and, and we could see it would be one of those deals where the Cardinals maybe got caught flat-footed. I'm not putting stock in the Cardinals one way or the other. I have no idea how good they'll be. But when I'm looking at the 49ers schedule here, and a lot of this it, that I'm basing off of is the schedule, is, okay, so they play the Seahawks. All right, well, the Seahawks aren't just easy. Geno Smith looked really good against the Broncos defense that I didn't think was horrible. And then the 49ers got to go play the Broncos, which just talked about them. But then, besides their own division, where they play the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, they also have a couple other teams here that are just really tough. They play that AFC West, so they've got the Chargers, they've got the Raiders. They also play the Saints, who, after you lose to the Bears the way you do and give up 19 unanswered, I'm not picking you to win against the Saints. I'm not picking you to win against the Dolphins. Definitely not against Mike the Bucks. Daniel revenge game there. Ooh, I like, I like that idea a lot, too. I mean, you said you're high on the uh, Washington... Former, commanders, former commanders. football team commanders now. They play them this year as well. There's just a, quite a few teams where, you know what, when the Niners play the Raiders, you know, if that game was if that game was in Levi Stadium, I'd be curious to see what the ratio was, black versus red. But it's of course it's in it's in Vegas, so it'll just be fun to see that game no matter what. But yeah, Niners I, every single podcast. I listened to of any guy talking about the NFL. It was just how bad do we feel about Justin Fields this year? He's going to get demolished. Is he going to not be able to play the whole 17 weeks because he's going to get injured, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just who are his receivers? If I name these guys and a mixture of other wide receivers that are just around the NFL, how many can you name that play for the Bears? If I name a bunch of the cast from Top Gun, the movie, and also uh, Bears wide receivers, who can you pick out which one's which? And honestly, yeah, a couple now because it was a fun segment that the Ringer did on their NFL show. But it was one that stuck with me because the Bears won the game. And granted, they didn't do it through the air, so the whole wide receiver bits kind of played out. But that 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 showed me. Okay, wait a second here. Let's let's uh, let's 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 go back here a little bit and see. Maybe Kyle Shanahan just cannot be a wizard when he can't throw the ball, but. Trey Lance is one of the best abilities he has is being able to be mobile and kind of get out of the pocket and get some completions downfield. And any fantasy owner who has Trey Lance, um, myself, is really looking at that going, wow, did I make a mistake? I mean, the, the biggest vote of confidence for the 49ers for me is the fact that I basically felt this same way about them going into last season mm. and they made a playoff run, you know, almost made a Super Bowl. Like that's yeah. that's the biggest thing that makes me go, eh, all right, maybe maybe they'll be okay because Shanahan usually figures out how to make them good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, point, he, yeah. he's a, he's a really good coach. Like I ju- I just think he elevates his players a lot. Like I, but I, I you know everything you were saying, like I agreed with you. Like, but then I remembered that I felt this way last year too, and it backfired <laughs> on me. So we'll see. I mean, obviously nobody really knows yet, but. Um, I think I do think they have a ton of question marks. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 
Rookie of the Year and MVP. The last two here, so we kind of do a, a thirty-minute-ish podcast episode. What are you What are you thinking here? Um, okay, so I'll start with offensive rookie of the year, and there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there, you know, and it's and it's early, and you're looking at you know who's going to get the most touches, who's going to put up the put up the numbies. But uh, I'm going with Drake London. And he, I think he's the favorite right now or tied for the favorite, um, maybe with Olave, but, um, he was my favorite wide receiver in this draft coming in. Um, I, I was, I think the Atlanta Falcons picked him up at, at a perfect time, like perfect draft slot. Like they got really good value on him and I think he's the guy they wanted. So, um, he's, he's also going to get a lot of targets this year. Like he had a really good first game with them, but between Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, like you don't necessarily have another guy missing Calvin Ridley, obviously. Um, so, so I, I really think he's going to get his share and he's a much different receiver than either of those guys. So he fills a really good uh, hole in that offense for me. Who's your offensive guy? Mine, it, it kind of for the same reason, but basically just because I don't think the rest of the team is that good around him. And I think he'll get a ton of touches, but is uh Iowa state kid, Brees Hall. Oh, uh, with the Jets. Jets. Yeah. I mean, basically, you got Joe Flacco and then Zach Wilson coming on at some point. I, I mean, Brees Hall, I think, is just going to get a lot of play. Like you're saying with Drake London here, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Get the ball. Get the ball in the passing game, you would think, as well, too. That That's more of it than anything else. It's just that probably some good value if somebody is out there betting on it. But Brees Hall is the guy I, I could see at the end of the year being like, oh, wow, he had 1,000 yards rushing? Oh, I didn't even, you know, didn't even think about it. Like, we're putting together bouts or whatever. Whenever mm-hmm. you look at the other guys, you're like, well, you know, the, the guy getting him the ball doesn't matter as much when it's the running back. So, I like that yeah. a lot more, too. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think the, the Jets, uh, and we didn't really talk about them much earlier, but if there's one spot that you they probably feel okay about, it's running back because, you know, Brees Hall, an exciting rookie, like longtime staple player in the Big 12. I know we both saw him for years. Um, they and they also have Michael Carter. So, so you know, he's he's again going to be used in the passing game a lot. But I, I agree with you. Brees Hall has all the tools. Um, you know, he can definitely run some guys over. Especially, I think he, he'll he'll probably get bigger. You know, over the next couple years. So um, exciting to see what he does. And yeah, I'd be. Do you know what the odds are on Brees Hall to win? I do. I do not. I'll tell my idea. I'll grab it here as I. I'll, I'll move on to, to defensive rookie. Ooh, okay. Um, so so I'm gonna take Aiden Hutchinson. Mm. Um, I think you know it might seem like a chalk pick, but it's hard to say. I mean, it, there's there's not a lot of um, it's not it's not a quarterback only award. You know, like the MVP is. We've seen defensive backs win this. We've seen a, we have seen a lot of pass rushers win it, but. I think I think Hutchinson is going to cause some problems. I think he was the best player in the draft coming out, and the Lions are going to use him aggressively and really just kind of let him loose. And um, I think he's a he's also a likable guy. Like this is an award that gets voted on. You know, these are these are people who who uh, tend to gravitate toward likable people, and he's just uh, he's he made a really good impression on Hard Knocks, I think, and like people are generally rooting for the guy. So I'll take Aiden Hutchinson. Defensively, honestly, I I don't even know. I mean, there's just so many guys that I mean, I, I want to pick another guy who's a lion, but I'm not gonna pick Malcolm Rodriguez, possible, um, uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy, maybe. Yeah, possible, possible. Um, the defensively, there's. 
the Aiden Hutchinson pick, I think, is great. Kayvon Thibodeau comes to mind too, but you know, Grant, like, it's, it's tough to tough tough to win it when you're playing for the Giants, who and he, you know, yeah. injury in the preseason. Yeah, it's just, it's know, just, we'll see, just we'll tough see with that storyline. Yeah, so um, I defer to you on that one with Aiden Hutchinson, honestly. Um, just really tough. And I know we're uh, we want to wrap it up here. I'll throw a couple of just long shots Ooh, at you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By please. By the way, Brees Hall is fourteen to one. To, okay. To win All right. Rookie All right. So, so that's yeah. tenth best odds. So um, I like that. A um, couple of guys on the same team uh, that that I wouldn't be too surprised if they made some noise. Isaiah Pacheco mm. on the on the Chiefs and at cornerback Trent McDuffie. So these are both rookies that are going to see lots of playing time for the Chiefs. Um, Pacheco wasn't obviously a high-round guy, but they used him a lot Sunday, and he he looks a little bit like Tyreek out there with the number yeah. 10. So, um, you know, keep an eye on him. If he if he gets enough, uh, enough touchdowns and they start using him consistently, we'll see. And Trent McDuffie was just another one of my favorites from the draft. I think he's, he's really, really good in coverage and um, – We'll see. If he stands out enough, gets enough picks, you know, long shot. Yeah. Give me a long shot for sure. Um, real quickly here, what are you thinking about uh, MVP? I I think it's going to be Allen or Herbert. I do. I think, I think they both looked incredibly impressive in week one. Um, they both have – they have the weapons – you know, Herbert has has Keenan Allen injured this week. Um, doesn't look like it's going to be long term, but um, they both just have plenty of guys to throw the ball to, and they have just a cannon of an arm. Um, so I, I would, I think it's going to be one of those two guys, but I'll, I'll probably give the edge to the favorite Allen. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say there's a huge bias I have for the Chargers this year. I would pick the Chargers to win the Super Bowl if it made sense, but. With that being said here, last year, I don't think uh, Aaron Rodgers won a playoff game and yet won MVP. So I don't necessarily know if it matters too much on that regard. I still could pick the Chargers to win at all. With that point, though, there's so much buzz around Herbert possibly winning MVP. I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, I, you know, and I think Herbert pulls it off. I think at the end of the day, like Allen being out for this game, maybe another one. Oh, please, back. That'd be one heck of a good storyline. And then also, like, the Chargers defense looked pretty darn good in week one. The offense, I think, just should have scored another touchdown or two. But that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Herbert. Picking Herbert itself. So, I like it. I think it's, I think it's great. And in looking at the current, uh, the current MVP odds, in case mm-hmm. you were curious. Yes, please. Yeah. The highest, the highest uh, chance for M- the, the highest MVP chance for a non-quarterback Jonathan Taylor at 50 to 1, the 17th best odds to win MVP. So half of the league's starting quarterbacks are favored above. Gosh, that is that is bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre to quarterbacks like Trey Lance and Tua Tagovailoa are both both have better odds to win the Heisman than arguably the best running back in the league, Jonathan Taylor podcast over that's just crazy i i can't even believe that that's something that please follow the tt tour on twitter and instagram for more that is something that i cannot believe is real when's the last time a non-quarterback won the mvp is that is that part of this adrian peterson 
Yeah, I'm down. That's, I'm that's, that's a question. Uh, yeah. I, I think I it was know. Adrian Peterson, but... Let me see here. We've got a minute left on the outro music. Let me see here. List of down the wire. Peace. Um, there, there are so... Peterson 2012. Yeah, so it's just been that long. Um, you know what? There's a lot of value there, so somebody should uh, somebody should do that because uh, I'm not I'm not someone who gambles, um, or I shouldn't I should say gambles, but I'm not someone who makes it's really gambling. bets. Yeah, it's so gambling. it's it's bets, gambles, whatever. Not someone, but uh, if you wanted to, I'm sure there's great value in it because. Let's see here. Going back to 2012. 50 to 1 for Jonathan Taylor. And before then, it was quarterbacks for like five years in a row, and then it was LeDanian Tomlinson in 2006, and then before then, Sean Alexander. So it's just, it, it's a it's such a quarterback-heavy award. I'm, trying, I'm looking here to see who was the last. So Lawrence Taylor is the last guy to win it that wasn't a quarterback or a running back, and that's in 1986. So if you're picking besides a quarterback, it's got to be a running back or no one. So, well, that being said, Patrick, thank you so much for joining here on the latest episode of the CJ Tour. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you. Catch you guys again soon. Peace.